This is What's New and What's Next from the team behind Civic at the San Francisco Public Press. I'm Sylvie Sturm. First, what's new in the city? The San Francisco Redistricting Task Force voted 5-4 to four on Thursday to approve a final map of new supervisor districts. The map includes a loudly contested breakup of the Tenderloin and South Market. Opponents say the change would break up like-minded communities and dilute their political influence. Among them is a transgender district that spans parts of the Tenderloin and Soma. Members of the LGBTQ and Filipino communities say their people would be hurt by the change. The new electoral boundaries will be in place until 2032. On Thursday, BART's Board of Directors voted to reinstate a mask mandate until July 18th, making it the only transit system in the Bay Area to require masking. Officials said the decision was made to protect young and immunocompromised riders who rely on public transit. BART police can eject or issue $75 fines for riders who refuse to comply. A BART union representative worried that workers will be expected to enforce the mandate, leading to conflict. On Tuesday, the Board of Supervisors voted 7-4 to to permanently keep cars off the east end of JFK Drive in Golden Gate Park. The vote came after a 12-hour meeting involving eight hours of public comment. The legislation bans cars on a one-and-a-half-mile section of the road. It was initially closed to vehicles two years ago to give residents more outdoor space during the pandemic. In a citywide survey, about 70% of 10,000 respondents said they wanted the road to stay closed to cars. Supervisor Shaman Walton called the closure, quote, recreational redlining and segregationist over limiting access to disabled people and southeast city residents, which he represents. The board approved amendments requiring city officials to provide progress reports on parking improvements and access for disabled people, among other initiatives. San Francisco city officials will give up to $30,000 in pay raises to all early educators in city-funded preschool and child care programs later this year. The new $60 million annual initiative announced Thursday intends to pay no less than $28 an hour for 2,000 workers by 2025. The livable wage aims to solve a shortage of early educators while making it easier for families to remain in the city. Also on Thursday, city officials announced new pandemic recovery funding for small businesses and nonprofits. A city press release said that $11.4 million in grants are available to boost cultural celebrations and events that attract people to commercial areas. Funding can also be used to recruit new businesses, to train and establish entrepreneurs, and to give technical help to small businesses. $1 million in state funds will specifically focus on linguistically and culturally suitable help for small businesses in densely populated Asian Pacific Islander commercial districts. The deadline to apply for the grant is May 19th. The application is available through the city's Office of Economic and Workforce Development at OEWD.org. That's what's new. Here's what's coming up next on the city's calendar. The Board of Supervisors Rules Committee will meet on Monday at 10 a.m. On the agenda is a hearing investigating a potential ethics violation by Board of Appeals President Daryl Honda. The inquiry was launched after an investigation by Mission Local revealed that Honda failed to disclose possible conflicts of interest. The article revealed that as a board member, Honda voted on matters impacting the development firm SIA Consulting, even though he's been the firm's realtor for over a decade. A committee hearing on the issue was previously held on January 10th. It was continued to give Honda time to provide requested documents. Watch the proceedings at sfgovtv.org 
The public can comment by calling 415-655-0001, enter meeting ID 2484-842-9155. The San Francisco Municipal Transport Agency Board of Directors will hold its regular meeting on Tuesday at 1 p.m. On the agenda is a report on how the Van Ness Bus Rapid Transit is performing one month after its debut. The San Francisco Chronicle reported that figures show notable travel time savings and more riders. The project took $346 million and 27 years to complete. The one-and-a-half-mile stretch of center lanes allows muni buses to avoid the traffic congestion that often plagues Van Ness Avenue. Agency officials say buses now travel the corridor nine minutes faster, making them closer to light rail transit speeds. Watch the meeting at sfgovtv.org. The Budget and Appropriations Committee will meet on Wednesday at 1 p.m. On the agenda is a hearing on changes to federal HIV funding and reductions in services. On March 21st, HIV activists rallied on the steps of City Hall to call on city leaders to reprioritize HIV after funding was redirected to fighting COVID. They said city and county public health figures show that their community has been negatively impacted. Dr. Monica Gandhi, medical director of the HIV clinic at San Francisco General Hospital, was the keynote speaker at the rally. This is a city that has always worked so well together on HIV, and now this is the day that we start bringing our attention back to this. Um. Watch the proceedings at sfgovtv.org. The public can comment by calling 415-655-0001. Enter meeting ID 2488-607. 7768. This has been What's New and What's Next. Our music is from the Blue Dot Sessions. I'm Sylvie Sturm. Thanks for listening. <laughs>